Hi everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. In a recent talk I did in Africa, we were talking about success. I was presenting to uh, a group there and I identified uh, 11 success strategies that I've found have, have really helped take me from where I was to where I wanted to be after 30 years of studying successful people and learning what works and what doesn't through uh, their actions and through my own and to come up with uh, these 11 points and one of them that I spoke about uh, in Africa was about conditioning yourself with empowering actions every day and also learning how to eliminate limiting beliefs. What's really powerful about this is, firstly, the action part. I was finding that I would go through periods of time where I was very action-oriented. I was... I was regular, I was driven, I was focused, but it was only after certain periods of time where I would notice that I wasn't in that zone anymore. And I started to recognize in myself that I wasn't in that place. And it got me thinking, why, why was I feeling great last week? or the week before, or, wow, I can remember that time where I was just getting everything done. And I was, I was progressing. You know, that secret in life where we're progressing, we're growing, always moving forward. That's very much me. And it used to frustrate me, the fact that why am I, three weeks ago, was I being so productive and doing everything really well? You know, I had all, all my ducks lined up, if you like. My, my health was good. The training I was doing was good. I was uh, growing myself, I was doing my reading, I was listening to podcasts, I was doing my strategic planning, I was doing all those things, as well as serving my clients greatly, growing the business, uh, all of that. But then there are other times where it was almost like I fell off a cliff or fell into a hole and didn't recognize straight away that I wasn't doing the things that I needed to do to get the results that I wanted. And this to be honest, probably went on for years. And prior to me even recognizing that I needed to do things differently, it was just the way that I lived my life. You know, you go from transaction to transaction, work back in corporate life, you, you go from one commitment to another. And the higher up I was going, I was in the corporate ladder, I was feeling like most of my day was just spent in meetings. And you know those meetings that you have for, that people organise for the sake of just having meetings? It's like, why are we even meeting? Why are we even talking about this? Nothing is coming of this. Sorry, I just had a mouthful of water. I really recognise that now that I run my own business. It's like, time is precious. I don't just have a meeting for the sake of having a meeting. I just don't do that. I only have meetings with those people that I want to have meetings with. If it's not going to be a productive meeting, I say, well, no, look, I'm not going to, not going to meet with you. I did a, 
um, a consultation with somebody just recently. Actually, it hasn't gotten to a consultation stage yet. I uh, pre-qualify people that want to come and work with me. And at this stage, this person reached out to me via text. And I sent... uh, They're working towards something really, really big. They want to join the police force here. And in order to, uh, to do that, they need to satisfy a fitness test. Now, I've trained a, a bunch of people for uh, the police, the fire, uh, paramedics as well, ambulance. And there are certain criteria that need to be met. They're pretty low, to be honest. Um, it's only like seven push-ups on your toes, for instance. It's not, it's not very much at all. And so she sent me a text saying, this is what she wants to do. Um, can I... You know, create a tailored plan for her, tell her what to do. Uh, she needs motivation, and then sometimes her husband will join her too. So reading between the lines, I'm thinking, man, you want to join the police force and you're not motivated? Holy crap. So, you know, a few red flags there. I always send back a very detailed response, and I send it via text initially because that's how they've reached out to me. So sticking with, uh, you know, the way that they like to communicate. Send it back very detailed, giving her all the details about pricing, etc, etc, for all the different options that I thought were suitable for her. She comes back and sends, uh, sends me a response saying, uh, oh, yeah, your boot camp program looks good. Um, uh, you know, these are the, the prices that I gave her. She just copied and pasted. And she said, does that include personal training? And it's like, do you read what I said? Because I make it very, very clear. And I sent, I sent back a response and said, um, let's organise a, a connection so that we can discuss what is going to be appropriate for you and based on you know, your budget. But I said, no, that doesn't, that's only for boot camp. Personal training is this, this much, etc. And I said... Tell me what your budget is and I'll tell you which program is suitable. Now, I haven't heard anything from her to start with. Now, chances are I will not hear from her again uh, because right now there are plenty of people that are doing uh, training for people at stupid prices, like unsustainable, not serious business prices. And I'm just not prepared to go there because I said to her, I only work with committed people. And I said, you need to work with me for a minimum of 12 weeks. Otherwise, I said, I'm just not not interested in working with you. I didn't say it in those words, but that's essentially the bottom line. So, uh, you know, I don't want to waste my time just setting up meetings for the sake of having meetings. You have to be committed. Now, I'm so successful now, and I have a proven track record, I just don't have to... Uh, the people I want to work with, they know before they come in. So I started with a, a new uh, coaching client just uh, yesterday. What day? Yeah, yesterday, and she was ready straight away. I I did a consultation via Zoom on the on the phone with her, and um, go over all the details. Told her what the program was. Um, I could tell that she was committed. Told her the investment. She said, "Yep, let's do it." And she's now doing three days a week. And she started last night. She's going to do great. They're the people that I want to work with. Because it's not the people that are, you know, debating on price or any of that kind of stuff. It's the people that are committed to what it is, 
they trust you, you build that trust further with the results. So I'm not wasting my time. They're the people that I want to work with. So, getting back to the point about uh, taking action every single day, I had realized that I wasn't taking action every every single day. I wasn't setting myself up for success every single day. And in the coming days, I'm going to talk about some of the other points, but this particular one today about taking empowering action, I was getting stuck in just tasks. I wasn't growing myself. And I, I hadn't stopped to identify what were all those things that helped me improve every day. So what I did was I, I sat down and I created my own success blueprint and identified, think back to that time when everything's going well. You know, you feel really satisfied, really successful. And write down, what were you doing? What were you thinking? What were your daily actions at that time? Why were you feeling really great about what it is that you're doing? I'll give you a quick example. Here, uh, just recently, uh, one of my, my uh, colleagues, um, she suggested that I, I do a number of these tests. We have some really, really great conversations um, together. And she suggested that I do a couple of these uh, different assessments. And I, you know, I trust her. So I said, yeah, sure, look, I'm open to that. Um, and some of the tests uh, involved identifying what your true purpose is, what's your, what are your highest values, etc., etc. And as I'm going through these, it was very clear about what my purpose is, what my highest values are. Now, this was out of a selection of like 30 different things. And probably no surprise to you listening to this right now, my main purpose in life is, is around health. Okay, Healthy lifestyle, that's my number one priority, a number one purpose. Now, does that seem to indicate that I'm doing the right thing? You know, I'm, I'm following the right career. Well, yes it does, because I changed my career about 10 years, 12 years ago to do what I do now because I'd realized that what I was doing previously wasn't fulfilling me. It wasn't my true purpose. But now, I've found my true purpose. And that's really powerful. Now, I think this is still recording. There's a call trying to come through. I'm going to ignore it. Um, Yet, when you find that true purpose, that's really meaningful. So I did that one, and then there was another one, which was, uh, you know, your most important uh, values, I think. And health came out as number one. And there was a whole bunch of others, like poverty and uh, the environment and uh, family and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, health, again, came out as number one. Now, is it any surprise that my true purpose in life is around health and that my highest value in life is around health as well? Well, I would say no. Now, what this gave me comfort in knowing was, uh, I mean, I've known for many, many years that I am on the right path. I'm doing what I was meant to do. Uh, but I guess when you have these opportunities to take these surveys, and it, it just holds up a mirror to you and say, yeah, well done, buddy, you're on the right path. Uh, that just feels good. And so I created this success blueprint for myself based on 
what I know my purpose is. And because I think for many years I was trying to be someone that I wasn't, copying other successful people, rather than using the principles of success and applying my authenticity across that. And so once I identified my success, my daily success blueprint, and it required some tweaking over time because I thought, okay, well, these were, I think I had 13 things on there, 11 to 13 things on there that I identified that when I was going really, really well and felt great at the end of the day, I was doing these things. Now, after a while, I was doing it and I thought, hmm, actually, I didn't do those things today, but I still felt great. So I dropped them off. And essentially, I only left on there those things that I absolutely must do every single day to feel great. And that's how I came up with my success blueprint. And then I would have it in front of me every day and I would I have it printed off and I would physically tick each item as I'm going through to make sure that I did those things. And then guess what? Day after day, I started to condition myself to do those things. And now I don't have to look at the checklist because I do them just naturally because I've done it so many times, I now just do it. And there are some days where I don't do those things, you know, everything, and I find that at the end of the day, I don't feel as satisfied or fulfilled at achieving all my outcomes for the day. And I say, hmm, why was that? Ah, yeah, I didn't do that. You know, I, I missed that one thing. And for me, it all revolves around my health, okay? It's like my spine and everything else radiates from that. Uh, so if I haven't eaten well for a particular day, which I can't even tell you the last day that that would have been, it would be years ago, then I don't feel good. I just don't. So anyway, that's it. Really, really important in terms of the, uh, the daily conditioning for action. You have to take action every day. So I suggest that you come up with your own daily success blueprint and um, stick to it. The last element of it was about eliminating limiting beliefs. I mean, how often do we get stopped by a fear of something? A fear, of, a fear of failure, a fear of rejection, a fear of looking silly, a fear of something just not working out the way that we think it will. I mean, it immobilizes millions and millions of people every day because of those fears that we have, those limiting beliefs that you're not good enough, you're not worthy, whatever. I mean, Tony Robbins has made himself... Um, a billionaire out of helping people cope with limiting beliefs. I think I heard him uh, say recently that his uh, annual revenues now are up to like seven or eight billion dollars a year. A lot of the work that he does in his uh, Date with Destiny program, which is one of his flagship programs, and Unleash the Power Within, which is where they walk across. Uh, hot coals and stuff but in the virtual world they send you out a pack and it's got a board in it and it's about you know snapping a board the board is so thin that you know a child can break it in fact my um, I got a free one uh, this year uh, because I was supposed to meet Tony Robbins in Australia two years ago now and I keep saying give me a refund give me a refund give me a refund 
and they say no no refund no refund because they can't afford to as an organisation um, so they keep giving me these free events and um, yeah it's um, an interesting experience so I got one of these boards and it's like my kids actually broke the board um, so it's not a very thick one but the principle is that you break through your limiting belief and you know so many people go through this program that have limiting beliefs the first one that I did I had limiting beliefs that I wasn't I wasn't worthy enough I wasn't you know I wasn't good enough around certain aspects of my life when I did it you know, golly probably five seven years ago now uh, when I did it for the first time uh, but since that time I mean the pro- don't get me wrong the the program uh, is really helpful at changing your your mindset but when you identify what your limiting beliefs are and uh, you know the strategies and tools to be able to break through those, guess what? It comes from daily action. But the sooner you can break through those limiting beliefs, everything changes for you. It's not like it changes overnight. Not, nothing has ever changed overnight for me. It takes time. It takes persistence. It takes daily conditioning of doing the things that work over and over and over and over again. Being prepared to be uncomfortable very regularly. So you can continue to put yourself into opportunities of growth and learning. That's when you start to get some success. And guess what? Then you start to feel better about your ability, those limiting beliefs start to disappear. I'll give you the, one of the my greatest limiting beliefs that I had growing up as a, a young boy. Um, like 13 years old, uh, I was bullied. I felt horrible about who I was as a person, my body, my height, my looks, my hair, my teeth, my face. I had a big birthmark on my face. I hated it. Um, I hated everything about the way that I looked. I was the shortest person in the school. Every girl that I was interested in ever asked out, all said no. I had very few friends. I wasn't smart at school. I struggled to learn. I didn't know what I wanted to do as a career. I was no good at sports because everybody was way bigger than me and faster uh, than me in the sports that I I really liked. I was just absolutely crushed. Um, I mean, physically like, like uh, sports where you had to be tackled and that kind of stuff, um, that I had a very, very low self-confidence in my ability to do things. But then I found music, and yeah, it was a weird instrument, it was the bagpipes, but I, I discovered it, and I discovered a love for it, and I became damn good. In fact, I became the best in Australia at it. And then my goal was to go to the World Championships, which I was able to do in the year 2000. And that's through music, my confidence grew. Because it gave me a sense that, you know what, you're not hopeless. You have skills. Yeah, they're different to most other people, but that's okay. I knew I was different. And I was okay with that. But that also had an impact on, um, you know, girlfriend situation. And, you know, around that 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years of old, I wanted a girlfriend. I really did. But 
everybody continued to say no. The girls that I was attracted to did not want a bar of me. So, okay, well, at the time, that was really tough on me. You know, I, I really wanted a different outcome, but um, I wasn't getting it. Uh, girls just said, no, what can you do? You can't force someone to go out with you. Uh, so I, my first girlfriend came at the age of 23. So I effectively went from the age 13 to being interested in girls to 23. Everyone's saying no in between. Well, that's not entirely true. I did have um, a couple of girls that were interested in me, but they were, um, uh, you know, just girls that I, I just was not interested in at all. Just like people weren't interested in me. We had no connection. Um, but... Uh, you know, my first real girlfriend was at age 23. And up to that point, and even beyond that, because she was my first girlfriend, um, I basically just took the first person that was really genuinely interested in me for the right reasons. And um, I realised that she really wasn't very nice to me. I thought, oh, okay. Is this the way relationships are supposed to be? Because they don't give you a book to say what they're supposed to be like. And I just... After about 18 months, I realised that, hmm, I don't think I'm supposed to feel this way or have somebody make me feel this way. And, um, you know, I, I ended that uh, relationship. And uh, for many years, I had these doubts about uh, my ability to find love. I had, they were limiting beliefs. I was not worthy enough. I was not good enough. And now I think about it differently because, you know, I've been married for almost 20 years I'm divorced now, but um, I was married for almost 20 years. And look, we had uh, many, many years. Most of it was very happy. Uh, most of it was uh, really happy. But um, obviously, we're not to, together anymore. I've had a couple of relationships since. Uh, now, my approach is just different. It's like rather than, you know, is this person, am I worthy for this person? I think about it the other way around. I mean, I know who I am. I've worked damn hard on myself. I've worked hard on the success that I have, like um, my business success, my success as a, a human being to humanity in doing what I do, uh, me being a dad, uh, my wealth creation, um, you know, just being the best human being that I can be. I've worked damn hard for that. And so now I ask a different question. Are you worthy to spend time with me? And that just gets you thinking really differently. But that was a really big limiting belief for me for so many decades that I just thought I was not good enough to be with the person that I wanted to be with. Um, and I, it, in the process, has made me put up with a, a bunch of stuff that I, I probably shouldn't have. Uh, but, you know, you become a better human being by the pain that you go through things. So, you know, I have no regrets. So there are my couple of tidbits for today. Consistent, empowering action every day and removing, a limiting, removing the limiting beliefs is a big step to changing your life and being more successful. All right, I'm out for today. Stay safe, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow.